0: to another edition of the second and goal fantasy podcast i'm calvin your host here with you as always and in today's show yes i am back for a thursday show after missing the last two thursday shows due to having a really busy schedule. Again, I sincerely, sincerely apologize for that. But back on track now, ready for episode 104. And I am super excited for this one. We've got a lot to talk about news on this show. The long-promised trade talk segment back on this show. Big questions, starter sit, booms and busts, all of that. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We've got a lot to discuss today. This is going to be a fun show. So, of course, we're going to get started here in just a moment. Of course, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at Calvin underscore SGF. Email questions for the show, secondandgoldfantasy at gmail.com. Podcast Twitter is at SGF Pod if you want to send them there uh, as well. So, um, yeah, questions, uh, you can just send them over. If we don't mention something on the show and you want to hear about it, I'm always happy to answer. And, yeah, this is all 100% free. No Patreon pages, no... Uh, like exclusive Twitter bonus content, whatever you have to pay for now. Twitter Blue, I don't know what that is. We don't have that as of now, but yeah, right now everything's free. So go take your free advice, and I'm always available to answer fantasy questions. DM, tag me, do whatever you need to do. Um, if and yeah, follow me at Calvin underscore SGF. So yeah, this should be a fun show, of course. News, trade talk, big questions, starter sip, booms and busts. A lot of drops being played today for the segment changes. Let's start with some news. So this news following up on the stuff we talked about on Tuesday's episode, Odell Beckham Jr. is likely to choose between the Saints, Packers and Chiefs as new landing spots per Diana Rossini. Uh, He's also been reported that it's going to, he's going to take a few days to step away before deciding on his destination. Let's analyze all three of these. For the Saints, it's interesting. I think this is the one where he would get the most opportunity, but he also has the least talented quarterback in Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill throwing to him. But Sean Payton would undoubtedly get him involved. Beckham would be the wide receiver one here. Uh, the Saints are, are winning games. They're not uh, like the, a Super Bowl contender at the moment, but maybe Beckham could elevate them to a... Good playoff run or something, but uh this would be very useful for the Saints. This would get Beckham a big target share. Remains to be seen how he could handle that. I don't think I would elevate him to like wide receiver one, like or maybe not like that, but like where he was before, uh like with his insane stats in New York. But I mean, he's still going to be very very good there for the Packers. Who would give Aaron Rodgers that wide receiver two that he needs? I mean, he Aaron Rodgers doesn't tend to like rely on a wide receiver two that often. So Beckham wouldn't be the most consistent, but I think that I mean this could also change the dynamic of the offense. Beckham would demand a lot of targets. He'd be open a lot because of Devontae Adams. This could be good. And then for the Chiefs, same sort of thing. They get the wide receiver two that they haven't really had. Uh with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, Beckham functions more as the three. So maybe he'd be a little more inconsistent there. But all three of these will have like give him upside in fantasy value. And I think there's a good chance he's in the side the top 24 fantasy receivers with some upside for even more and all three of these destinations so yeah we'll find out about that maybe we'll find out by next week's show who knows uh it doesn't look like we're gonna know by when this episode is releasing all right let's hop into some trade talk two buy lows two sell highs i've also got a bonus by low because i Thought there were three good ones. Number one by low. You hear me talk about this all season. You heard me talk about this in the preseason is one of my bold takes. It is time for the Javante Williams by low. Javante Williams is just starting to enter that second half schedule that I talked about. And his first week in it, I talked about it on Twitter the week before. I was like, this is what I've been talking about for months. This is where it starts for Javante Williams. 17 carries for 111 yards. That is exactly what you're looking for from him. Didn't score a touchdown, didn't get involved in the passing game, but that's going to change because you know what? He's good at both of those things. Those will come. Now uh, he is playing the Philadelphia Eagles this week, 28th against uh, opposing rushers. He's got a really easy schedule. After the Phillies got a bye, then the Chargers Chiefs, uh, Lions – Bengals, raiders and chargers to wrap up the fantasy season that's going to be really nice he can run all over them i think he's a better running back than melvin gordon i think as the season goes along he's developed and become better and better and his breaking tackles ability is like already some of the best in the nfl So go get Javante Williams. His buy window is closing. I'm sure his fantasy owners are a little more happy after that, but you can still get him for a fair price. Just go now. Act fast before it's too late. His value will never be lower than this, and it will never be lower than what it was last week. So I hope you went and got him last week, actually, and this advice is useless to you because you already have him. That's the hope. Brandon Cooks is my second buy low. Go out there and get Brandon Cooks. Tyrod Taylor struggled this week, but starting off the season, he played his first couple of games exceedingly well. Brandon Cooks uh, has been still getting the same kind of target share. He is just not really capitalized. In four of his last six games, he hasn't exceeded 8.6 half PPR fantasy points. In full PPR, he's been a little better. But, guys, he has a bye right now. And after the bye, it's Tennessee and the Jets. And then Indianapolis, Seattle, Jacksonville, the Chargers, and San Francisco. So, at least for these next few games, it's a really nice schedule for Brandon Cooks. And so, maybe some managers are tiring of him. I mean, after the last... He hasn't performed, He more often than not, he hasn't performed up to what you hoped. And now he's on a bye the team. There's really no use for him this week. So just so, go see if you can get him. Brandon Cooks, after the first three games, was being valued close to a top 12 wide receiver. He could easily return to that status and you can get him for a lot cheaper, in my opinion. So, yeah, go get Brandon Cooks. My last guy here, Deontay Johnson. Chase Claypool is now week to week with an injury. Juju smith schusters out for the year. I wanted to talk about this because, I mean, Deontay Johnson had not the greatest game not this week. Five receptions for 56 yards. He was pretty good, but he has been excellent getting insane amounts of targets uh, when he's been playing. And now coming up, he's got a matchup against Detroit. Uh, then later on in the year, he's got matchups against the Bengals, the Vikings, the Titans, the... Uh, Chiefs, lots of great spots for Deontay Johnson. I think he'll tear it up this week against Detroit, which hits at one of my boom picks for later on. Sell highs. This guy is great, but, guys, I think it's time to sell high on James Conner. I don't think it's getting much better for James Conner because um, he finishes the RB1 this week. Chase Edmonds got hurt in this one. Edmonds, I guess, could be out again this week. Not 100% sure the status on that one. But, I mean, James Conner has been outperforming uh, or overperforming. He has been great. I mean he is still going to be good, but James Conner was a guy who struggled for a lot of last year and the new situation has really helped him, but he's not going to get that same pass catching work when Chase Edmonds returns. He's not going to be this efficient on the ground because he's not hasn't historically been the most efficient ground runner. So yeah, I mean go see what you can get for James Conner. If you can sell him at like top 15 RB value, I think it's worth it. Um and yeah, it, or, at least uh yeah but see if you can get someone to pay up you might not be able to so don't force it I'll, with all of these don't force them if the deal's not there but um yeah james connor is his touch share even over the last few weeks hasn't been that consistent before his big blow-up game against the uh 49ers he had 15 touches the previous two games wasn't really involved in the passing game so just keep that in mind when you're considering james connor that he's not going to be as consistent as he has been over the last few second sell high Melvin Gordon, I mean, this goes along with the Javante Williams pick. Melvin Gordon's been great, but he has been getting the touchdown luck as of lately. He's had like three in the last two games, something like that. And uh, it's going to start to swing to Javante Williams as Williams takes more of the workload. Gordon will still be involved, but I think the time now is now to sell. Although he could be good against the, his easy schedule, so don't force it. But like, I would say Melvin Gordon's more of a sell than a buy for me right now. All right, let's head into big questions. Number one big question for today. Is Devontae Freeman taking over the Ravens' backfield? Freeman had something like 16 touches this week, 13 carries on the ground, three receptions, but Le'Veon Bell had 11. But it's going to be a different guy every week, in my opinion. I think Devontae Freeman could very well be the lead for the rest of the year. But what we've seen is Latavius Murray, Le'Veon Bell, Devontae Freeman splitting snap shares all pretty evenly. Devontae Freeman only had like a 30% snap share this week. I mean, he's just, it's not going to be as consistent. Uh, so he's not startable right now. He's not taking over the Ram- Ravens' backfield. The Ravens are going to be frustrating with this. Sometimes you can plug these guys in in emergencies and they might be all right. But uh, don't expect Freeman to keep producing like this every week. What are we doing with Devontae Smith? Smith has been a tough case. He hasn't really produced the last few weeks despite getting targets, then 5 for 116 in a score last week. He's been pretty inconsistent, so he's not like a locked and loaded start yet. Uh, so, like, don't be I – mean, I mean, he's a great player, great talent, of course, and played really well, and he has that potential to get boom games every single week. But more often than not, as of late, he's been busting. He's going to be good, I think, down the stretch and maybe establish himself as a safer option. But for now, he's not the safest start, just for now at the moment. That can, again, change, and I think it will because he's a great player. And he has had some good games throughout this year, just been a little bit inconsistent. Big question number three, will Damian Harris's great stretch continue? He was starting off well with a touchdown in the last game before getting hurt, had a big workload. It's not going to continue like it has. With Damian Harris, we saw three straight games of 80-plus yards before Week 9, uh, two with 100 or more. He doesn't really get involved in the passing game, though, and he has been scoring a lot of touchdowns. Guys, Damian Harris has had six touchdowns in his last five games. That's not continuing. Um, he's also had the benefit of matchups like Houston, Dallas, and the Jets and Carolina, uh, and then the Chargers. I mean, that's a pretty easy schedule. So, no, Damian Harris's great stretch isn't going to continue. I think he's a good sell high, actually, if you have him. But um, he's still going to be good. He has proven himself. He's the most talented player in this backfield. But keep in mind, Ramondre Stevenson and other guys in this backfield will take work because Bill Belichick likes to do that, likes to have a committee, and he's shown that he's even giving Ramondre Stevenson work currently. And the running game might not be as prevalent in games where the Patriots aren't winning like they've been doing lately. All right, let's head into – and then for, like, someone who's not involved in the passing game, that hurts Harris a little bit. Let's head into starter sit. All right, it is time for start or sit. Number one starter sit guy for this week, it is Hunter Renfro. Uh, Hunter Renfro, the wide receiver, 31 on the year, playing the Kansas City Chiefs. That's why you're starting him this week. 17 targets, 14 catches over the last few weeks. He catches almost everything thrown to him. Had a touchdown last week and is now facing the Chiefs defense, who has been atrocious against the pass. Uh, I mean, at least against quarterbacks, they actually have been a little bit better against uh, wide receivers. But they have been a team that's been easy to pass on as of late in general. And they're pretty close despite their like eighth ranking in fantasy. They're pretty close to the NFL average, allowing points to wide receivers. And a lot of the teams they faced don't have that great of receivers as well. So it's just uh, kind of a balancing act. But they got gashed by the Chargers in week three, uh, gashed by the Titans in week seven, gashed by the Eagles in week four. Um, I mean, that kind of stuff can happen. And Hunter Renfro always finds a way to get open and get consistent target share. So start him this week. AJ Dillon versus Seattle. He's been getting some work lately. He's a little too risky for me, though. I'm going to sit him. I, he kind of is a bit touchdown dependent because while he does have a pretty safe touch share of like 10 touches, at least most of the time, it, it doesn't, when it's not a touchdown, he usually can't get like that solid RB2 value that you want for him to be like worthy of starting. So I'm sitting this week. Mike Davis versus the Cowboys. This is Cordero Patterson's backfield. Mike Davis still getting, like, some good touches. Ten touches last week, 14 the week before, but he's also another touchdown-dependent guy and hasn't been just done enough with his touches. Cordero Patterson's been more explosive. So, again, even against Dallas this week, the easy matchup, it might be tempting, but I am sitting Mike Davis unless you have to start him. All right, last segment of the day. Thank you all for tuning in. It's been a fun one. Let's head into booms and busts. All right, two booms, two busts. Actually, I put three because I wanted three booms. Number one, though, Deontay Johnson. I kind of already talked about that. He's going to be great against the Lions. So let's just get into this. I'm calling my shot right now, guys. I am calling my shot on Mike Williams to bounce back against the Minnesota Vikings, who have a pass defense that can be taken advantage of. Williams has had two catches in each of the last three games. He has been atrocious, but I'm calling it. This is the week he goes back on. This... Against the Vikings, who have been 27th against wide receivers is the week he gets that deep bomb. He's still been targeted a decent amount, and he will connect with Justin Herbert this time. That connection has not gone away. It is scary to start Mike Williams right now. He is consistent inconsistent, a lot like a Tyler Lockett guy, but I think I'm thinking this is the week for him with this amazing matchup, and this is the week everything clicks. It's been a long time coming for him. Then C.D. Lamb versus the Falcons. C.D. Lamb had two catches last week. But, guys, he had nine targets. There's no need to panic. This was an anomaly game against Denver that he topped 100 yards in the previous two games, topped 80 in the previous three. Uh, He has been on fire, and he's going to gash this Falcons defense, which is very friendly towards wide receiver fantasy points. Uh, Let's get into busts, though. The first bust for this week is, unfortunately, Antonio Gibson against the Bucs. Gibson's been dealing with a hairline fracture in his leg. The team has been getting J.D. McKissick and Jarrett Patterson a lot of work. And while Gibson may be more involved coming off the bye, this Bucks defense is still one of the top in the league against running backs with their stellar defensive line. I, I don't see Gibson. I can see like a 13 carry for 40 yard Gibson game and no touchdowns, something like that, maybe 50 yards, maybe a pass or two caught, but he just hasn't been involved in the same way he would if healthy, which is really unfortunate. He's been plagued by injuries a lot of this year. Uh, last guy naheem hines versus the jaguars it might be tempting naheem hines ripped off a big run against the jets last week put up a lot of points and was involved in the passing game and in ppr because he gets those catches he's not the worst start against a jacksonville defense but i don't see him getting the touchdown or the big run this week that was a little bit fluky he has been pretty much non-existent through the previous five games for uh fantasy actually i mean including in the passing game most of the time and he's not the most efficient runner usually so I think you can just, Naheemans, you could pretty safely count on him to be a boss. I wouldn't trust him in your lineup this week, although he's a great player. All right, that wraps up the show. Thank you guys for listening. Follow me on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF, podcast at SGF pod, email at doc. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This was a fun one. I'll be back next week for episode 105. Thanks everyone for listening, and I will see you next time.